All women are presumed to be pure for their husbands, and because of that, one does not need to ask their wife before he has relations with her, are you a nidda or not? If she doesn't tell him, he is able to assume that she is not a nidda. Of course, the exception to this would be if she has a veses, she has a fixed time during each month that she sees blood coming out of her womb, and it's that time right now, so then obviously he would need to assume that she is a nidda, but other than that, he is able to presume that she is pure. Not only that, but haboimin haderech, if the man was away for a while and he's coming from a long journey... When he arrives home, Shehen Lohen Bhaskastara, he can also assume that his wife is pure, because even when he is not there, she herself is generally particular to check and examine herself to see whether or not she is a nidar. And therefore, even without asking her, he is able to safely assume that she is not a nidar. Now we learnt earlier on in this parak, this chapter, that a regular woman is actually not required to examine herself to see whether or not she is a nidor before she has relations with her husband. However, it was the practice of pious women to be more certain and to check, even if it wasn't the regular time for them to become a nidor. Whenever they would have relations with their husband, they would check and examine to see whether they became a nidor or not. Bishamai are of the opinion that actually it's an obligation on every woman to check and examine herself before she has relations with her husband. And not only that, but Bishamai and Bishamai say, she needs two cloths. She uses the cloth to check where the blood appears on them. She needs that for every single time she has relations. Even if she has relations multiple times during one night, before and after each time, she needs to check whether she became a nidar. Now, the truth is, she doesn't need to actually check the cloths immediately after having relations. She could just leave the cloths on the side and check them in the morning, as long as she uses a different cloth for each time that she has relations. But if she only has one cloth, then she would need to have relations by the light of a candle. The truth is it means that when she checks the cloth, it needs to be done by the light of a candle. Meaning if at the same time as she actually uses the cloth to put it on her body to check whether there is any blood there, if she checks immediately when she does that to see if there's blood, if there's no blood, then she can continue having relations and then use that same piece of cloth later on to check herself again. The main concern of Beis Shammai is that if she uses the same cloth multiple times to check whether there is blood, it might occur that the first time that she puts on her body, some blood goes onto the cloth, and that's a sign that she is a nidar. But then the second time, it could be that a different substance ends up going onto the cloth, perhaps the zera that came from the man with whom she had relations. And that might cover the blood, in which case she won't end up seeing the blood later on, and she won't know that she became a nidor. And because of that, they shall require a, either a different cloth to be used for each time, or the same cloth, but then she needs to look at it straight away to ensure that she sees whether there is blood. On the other hand, Basil, I mean, Basil say, it's sufficient that she uses two cloths for the entire night, even if she has relations multiple times. It's enough to just check once before and once at the end of the night. Basil are not concerned that blood will end up going on the cloth, but it will be covered up and she won't see it in the morning. Mission Hey, Moshal Moshal Chachom Ba'isha, the Chachomim described the structure of a woman's body in this area of the womb. 
with a kind of parable, HaCheder v'HaPrezder v'HaAliyah. HaCheder refers to an inner room. This refers to the innermost part of this area of the body, the part which is right next to the womb itself. V'HaPrezder, literally this means a corridor. This is in front of that part. V'HaAliyah, this literally means an attic. This refers to the part of the body that is directly above those two, and we're going to understand that that's actually the bladder. The mission now explains, Dama cheder, blood that comes from the innermost part of these three parts that were just mentioned. Tome, that blood is Tome, just like blood that comes from the womb itself. Nimtso ba prosdor, if blood is found in the part of the body that's right in front of there, in general, this blood would have come from the womb, it would have come via the cheder, which is the innermost part closest to the womb and ended up in the area of the, so to speak, corridor. However, occasionally, if she would bleed in the area of the aliyah, the bladder, then the blood which is in the prosdor in this corridor could also have come from there. The Mishnah says that Sveiko Tome, this case of doubt, is ruled as being Tome, Shlefishech has kosm in hamokar, because it is assumed that the blood ultimately came from the womb. Since in the vast majority of cases that would be true, we can safely assume that that's the case over here as well, and she would be considered a nidah if blood is discovered in that area of the body. Mishnevov, when the Mishnah talks about the blood that comes from this area of a woman's body that turns her into a nidah, the Torah uses the word blood in the plural form, and it says this twice. If it's talking about blood in the plural form, that means we're talking about two different kinds of blood. And it says this twice, which gives us a total of four bloods. And we learn from there that there are four different shades of red, that if blood is that shade, it would be considered blood that makes the woman into a nidah. If it's a different shade, then it wouldn't. The truth is, the Mishnah tells us that There are five different shades that the blood could be that would make the woman tomei. But as we're going to see, one of these five is actually black. And the reason why she would be tomei as a result of black blood is because we assume that it once was red and it just became black over a short amount of time. And that means that it could have been one of these four shades, and therefore we do need to be concerned that she became a nidah. So what are these five shades? The Mishnah is going to list them now, and in the following Mishnah, we're going to elaborate on the exact features of these five different shades. Ha'odoim, regular red, the color of blood that we see. The hashachar, black, uchaker, and karkoim, like the bright leaves of a karkoim plant. That shade of red, and water that is mixed with a certain type of red mud or red earth that the following Mishnah will describe, the chamazug, and the colour of diluted wine. Even the colour of water into which a tilton plant has been placed, usually when that happens, the water becomes reddish. It's not such a bright red, but according to his Shammai, that shade would also indicate Nidoblad, because we assume that it once was brighter and a slightly different shade, and that's why you would consider it to be Nidoblad, or like the water in which meat has been roasted, that water usually, usually also turns red. And again, Ms. Shammai would assume that the blood, if it is that shade, that means that it once was possibly a bit brighter, and over, ke- over time it became a bit more dull. 
the Mishnah adds, Basil Matarin, Basil say that these shades are considered to be pure. Now, it's interesting that the Mishnah brings Basil's opinion, because the fact that the first opinion, the Tanakama of the Mishnah, mentioned five and was very specific that there are only five that would make a woman tome, so the implication is that any other types of blood would not make her tome. Why does the Mishnah now have to bring the opinion of Beis Hillel that seemingly is identical to the opinion of the Tanakama, the first opinion that the Mishnah brought? The answer is because actually the Tanakama holds that these two shades that were mentioned by Beis Shammai are not definitely Tahar. We are concerned. We consider it to be Tome out of doubt. Beis Shammai are certain that it's considered to be Nidoblad. We would consider the woman to be Tome definitely. However, the Tanakama understands that at least out of doubt, we are concerned that possibly she is a Nidor. And the third opinion is Beis Hidel who hold that she is Tahar. We don't even have a doubt that possibly she's a nidah. And now we're going to see a similar thing with regards to the next part of the Mishnah, Hayoroik. Over here, Yoroik means yellow. If the blood that comes out is yellow, Akavim Halal Matame. Akavim Halal says that she is definitely Tome, because we assume that it was once a red colour and it just changed over time. On the other hand, Vachachom Matarim, the Chachomim say that she's definitely pure, and the first opinion of our Mishnah, the Tanakama, who didn't talk about these, he understands that out of doubt we consider her to be a Nidor. We're concerned that possibly it was once read and that she is a Nidor. And there are certain ramifications for whether a woman is definitely Tommy as a Nidor, or only possibly. Be as it may, the Mishnah continues, Omar Meir, Meir says, from Kesem, even if it's true that this would not make her Tome if she finds this on the cloth, if she finds a stain of this colour, because we're saying that it's not one of the four shades that the Torah considers to be Nidoblad, nevertheless, it's still considered to be blood. It's not that we're saying that it's yellow and it's a totally different substance. It's considered to be blood, just not blood that would make her into a Nidor. What difference does that make? So the truth is, there is other halachic significance with a liquid that is considered to be blood. For example, food items are only able to become tome if they have previously come into contact with one of seven liquids. Wine, water, honey, and a few others. Now, one of those seven liquids is blood. So Mayer says that it's true that it might not be considered to be nido blood, but it still has the status of blood. And as a result, it would make something fit to become tome based on the fact that it's one of those seven liquids. However, Rabbi says, it's not considered to be nido blood, and it's not even considered to be regular blood that would make something fit to become tome. And the truth is, the Gemara explains that the opinion of the Chachomim that was just mentioned, who argued against the Kavya Halalel, that is actually Rabbi himself. And he understands that this is not considered to be blood at all, the reason why the Mishnah previously called him the Chachomim, and now it says Rabbi Yossi, is in order to emphasize that when one heard a particular teaching of Torah from somebody else, and he repeats it, he should always repeat it in the name of the person from whom he heard it. This particular author of the Mishnah forgot who had said it at the beginning, and that's why he mentioned it anonymously in the name of Chachomim, but later on he remembered that he had heard it from Rabbi Yossi, and that is why, at the end of the Mishnah, the Mishnah does record it in the name of Rabbi Yossi. Mishnah Zayin. The Mishnah now elaborates on the five different shades that were mentioned in the previous Mishnah. Ezo Odoim, what is the red shade, the regular red blood that the Mishnah was talking about? Kadam Hamako, this is the shade of 
the blood that comes out of an animal at the time that the shechita knife hits it. The first original blood that comes out of the animal when it is slaughtered, that is the color that we are talking about. Shochar, black. Kacheres, this is as black as the ink that's at the bottom of an inkwell. And the mission explains that Omoik McCain, if there is a shade of black that is deeper than that, Tome, it would also be Tome. Dehe McCain, if it's more dull than that, then Tohar, it would be pure and it would not be considered one of these shades. And this rule actually applies to most of the other shades that the Mishnah is listing over here. If it is deeper than that which the Mishnah is talking about, then it would also be considered like Nidoblad, but not if it is lighter or duller. Karkoim, the third one on the list of the previous Mishnah, the colour of the leaves of a Karkoim plant. The Mishnah says it's referring to Kaboru Shaboy, the brightest and reddest leaves on the plant. On the plant itself, there are different shades, so the mission is referring to the most bright and red part of the plant. The fourth one on the list was the Adoma, water into which red mud was mixed. This is referring to earth that comes from base Kerem, a particular valley that had red earth and red mud. And you should add water until Umetsif Mayim, there is some water floating on top of the earth. And while it's all mixed together, that the, the shade that it is at that point, that's the shade that we are talking about. And finally, the shade of diluted wine, this refers to a ratio of two portions of water and one portion of wine. So a third of the mixture is wine and it's diluted with other water. We're talking about wine that comes from the area called Shorain. The shade of that diluted wine is the shade that the Mishnah was discussing.